What's up, everybody? Sultan of Strangles here. And today I interviewed um, a very talented jiu-jitsu athlete, relatively unknown, but I'm sure that's going to change very soon, a guy by the name of Jason Park. Um, I talked about him in my competition prep episode, but I'm just going to talk about him, give him, give you a little um, intro again here. Um, I did New Breed in Maryland, Baltimore, as a warm-up tournament for Worlds. I, I expected to pretty much walk through everybody, just have a good time, come home with my three belts, and that's it. And in the first round of the Absolute, I ran into this guy, Jason Park. I saw him praying in the corner, and I'm just like, I'm going to turn this guy into mincemeat. Like, to myself, I was like, man, I really feel sorry about what I'm about to do to this guy. I, I, had, I had no doubt in my mind that I was going to crush him. And then when we went against each other, he was a lot tougher than I expected. And about eight minutes into the match, just back and forth nonstop, I just realized like I was gassed and he just kept going. He just literally outgrinded me. And that doesn't really happen that often. So um, I asked him, you know, some questions about his training. He recommended me some books and it really revolutionized my training. So he's a very special person to me. And this actually ended up being <clears throat> the longest episode for Rambling with Rack. We talked a lot, a lot of personal stuff and personal life, a lot of training. It, it's a phenomenal episode. As I mentioned before, what, what I've been doing lately, and I noticed that it's made the quality of the uh, podcast so much better, instead of just like, hey, who's cool and who's going to get me a lot of listens, I'm just... What I've been doing lately is like, hey, who am I personally interested in just talking to? Like, let's say there's someone who I just want to have a phone call with, like regardless of the podcast or not, I just want to get to know them better. I think they're cool. And I'm just like, hey, let's just do a podcast. And the podcast ends up being really fun for me. It ends up being really fun for them. And it ends up becoming really fun for the listeners. So this is a very special one. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, give me ideas for guests in the future. But before you do that, remember to follow me at K-O-O-L-R-A-K, at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu on Instagram, at Rambling with Rack on Instagram. Please go to my website, immortalsjujitsu.com. Share it with your friends and family. Help spread the word. And make sure to go on Apple <coughs> iTunes and give this podcast a five-star rating. Thank you, guys, and enjoy the episode. What's up, my main man, Jay Park Legacy? How are you? Uh, pretty good, sir. How are you? Just Jason, fine. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> I'll just do an intro, and then we'll start. Is that cool? Oh, sounds great. Sounds good, man. What's up, everybody? Sultan of Strangles here. And today, I'm here with a very special guest, Jason Park. Um, you, you guys might, might be wondering who he is. Well, he, he's a man that taught me a very valuable lesson. So before we start, I want to tell everyone the little backstory about how we met. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what was it? August 28th, new breed. Uh, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was August 28th, new breed. And, <clears throat> you know, I'm a pretty seasoned competitor. I, I try to compete, you know, two, three times a month. Um, I just got um, finished winning the Pan Ams. And, you know, I was I was pretty confident. 
And then I looked you up before we competed, and I saw you had done two Nagas. Was was there anything missing before that? Did you compete in other tournaments before that? Um, just the grappling industry. Um, j- just before that, it was a uh, grappling industry on July tenth. Interesting. So, so not not too many tournaments. So, mm-hmm. I saw the smooth comp, and I'm like, oh, nice. Uh, first guy in the absolute. There's gonna be a nice easy win for me. <laughs> and then uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna probably win the whole tournament, and then go on to Worlds IBJJF. So I remember yes. when I first saw you, I shook your hands, and I saw you getting ready for our match. Like yes, I was sir. warming up jumping jacks, you were on your knees and you were praying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this guy has no idea what he's what's about to happen to him. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he better he he better right. be saying his last prayers. Right. And then and then we started and then we started going like with me, I personally, if someone beats me with strength, OK, mm-hmm. if someone beats me with technique, that's cool. But mm-hmm. I rarely, rarely, rarely get out grinded. Right. And I remember it was the eight. I think our match was 10 minutes. And at the eight minute mark, yes, I my legs, my arms, my back are just like, yeah, we're done for the day. I was just gas and you were still like fresh and I'll never forget that. I'm like, one of the main reasons I lost was just the disadvantage in just a cardio. And then you ended up, I really pride myself on my wrestling and you actually took me down and won by two. So, uh, I hit you up after and I'm like, dude, I never get out grinding like that. What's the secret. And you told me to read two books, the oxygen advantage and then I believe you told me to read Breathe. Is that correct? So anyway, uh, <clears throat> you told me to read the books Breathe and Oxygen Advantage. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And um, so after that loss, you know, I took those books very seriously. I read both of them. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't want to purchase the book, the uh, the just the main message in the book is breathe through your nose. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then I ended up taking those lessons that I learned, and I ended up winning a second at Worlds in October, and my cardio was just next level because of the tips you gave me. So yeah. today I want to talk about your background, your training, um, and you know your backstory because I heard you have a really good one. So <laughs> if you don't mind, could you um, just introduce yourself? Let people know where they could find you on Instagram. Uh, uh, yeah, of course. Well, uh, again, in regards to like this interesting story, everyone has their own unique stories, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But, uh, again, uh, my name is Jason, Jason Park, and my Instagram is at jparklegacy34. Uh, no, I'm not 34 years old, but <laughs> it's, uh, 34 is actually uh, my football number back when I was in high school. Uh, my brother just chose that number, number 34, and, and it's like, Okay, that's you know I, I wasn't there at the time, but um my coach, my high school football coach, asked my brother, "What number do you want to give it to me, your brother?" And then he's like, "Let's give him thirty-four. I'm I'm thirty-five." And from that point on, it became my favorite number, you know, just because my brother chose that's it. That's so, so cool. Yeah, so it's like kept number thirty-four with me, and um yeah, I'm from South. I was born and raised South Korea, um Daegu, South Korea, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we're 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 well known for apples and um, immigrated here in 2004 and lived here since then. Ever since then, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So how how old are you right now, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, 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 it's no problem. I start at 27 at the moment. Oh, nice, sir. You're a young man. <laughs> you say that, but hey, man, it's like uh, at my age, my friends that are graduating high school, they're all married and have kids. Like, man, I'm single still, you know, it's like. <laughs> That's the same thing my parents are saying to me. Why aren't you married with kids? <laughs> Dude, I, I got stuff to do. I don't know. <laughs> Same here, man. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not really ready for that yet. Right, right, right. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, so yeah, what got you into jujitsu? Uh, as probably as you probably know, growing up, we we both have watched Bruce Lee and Stan. Every fighting movies you've seen, like basically stars on the feet and you never really see them on the ground so uh i didn't really know what jiu-jitsu was until one day i saw ufc uh or like george st pierre is one of my biggest idol and and i was like wow what is that there there must be like some kind of intricacy on the ground moving like that so and next you know i started researching on brazilian jiu-jitsu um uh and then um I started, I, I really started, I, I I dabbled throughout high school, but I really couldn't commit to it because I was busy with, you know, taking eight, six, eight, AP classes at the same time. And um, mm-hmm. then when I graduated in 2013, uh, and I, that's when I really started um, doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, just because it was something completely new, stuff that you don't see on the, in the movies or like that. Wow, you always see people punching and kicking, but you don't see like the ground game, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's what got me interested. Yes. Interesting. Um mm-hmm. so <clears throat> you've been training since twenty thirteen, right? Yes. Yes. Formally, yes. Okay. So what, what made you take uh how, what made you uh wait so long to compete? Because you just said you recently started competing. Um no, I have competed in the past. So you, the Naga tournament you have probably seen it's probably like years ago, like two thousand sixteen maybe. Um Okay. Uh, uh, I did uh th- that, and then year after I did, and then seven year, I, uh, and then and then no, 2015 or 2016. It was years ago, man. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then uh, year after I did uh, uh, was it good fight? That's what I did. Yeah, and then I won that too. But it w- it wasn't really much. But mm-hmm. um, no. So competition scene wasn't necessarily new, but I just wasn't um, uh, just a this is a long thing. It's quite of an interesting topic too. But I started at Crazy Eighty Eight, Elkridge, two thousand thirteen, originally, and I stayed there for three months. Left to ground control, and then cross trained at other places like Gracie Jiu Jitsu and whole, like Capital. What's another one? Like there's one in Bowie. Uh, what is it? Not Bowie MMA. There's a. a, a Level of boxing. Then I moved to Miller's. Then I moved to gym at Millersville Conquest, and then, um, and then I just didn't feel comfortable, uh, competing. Um, and and then last time I ever competed during that time was two thousand two thousand seventeen. That's the last ever competition. Wow. I did. Yeah, because uh, because I was so traumatized from. The experience I had in the gym. That's what I uh, wanted to talk about today too. Yes. Because she, yes. she asked she asked not to be named. But oh, uh, okay, okay. My okay. my uh my you know girl my lady friend. Yes. 
uh, trained with you, and uh, she uh, told me she she showed me some of um, one of your stories that you posted about the things that people said to you. Yes. And I and I was in complete shock. I'm like, yes. how how the what's wrong with people? Yeah, 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 yeah. This to their students. So definitely, I really want to talk about that. Yeah. Want... So of course, so 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 at the same, so, so there was a whole, uh, Coach Mike. Um, you know, there's a whole array of things that was going on at the same time. I'm not gonna go into too much depth, but I was a nursing student at from 2016 to 2000. Uh, 2018 to 2000, uh, 2016, 2018, I was a nursing student. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I moved to a gym and, uh, can I just say the name of the gym? <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Uh, okay, so it's, it's a Conquest gym. And yeah. my first week at Conquest gym, the guy, um, the, the uh, one of the main instructor is, um, he... It, it, no, it's the first week. I don't know this man very well, and uh, mm -hmm. and it's the first week. It's a competition class. Um, he was like, "Okay, everybody, like, get a partner." And I was by myself. Nobody. And then he looked at me, despite like he had an anger in, in me. He boots me on my shoulder. I was sitting. He boots me on my shoulder and said, "You're lucky. I'm going with the ugly motherfucker like you." And then. That's the first thing he said. I don't know this man. <laughs> and then we're doing the arm bar drill. He cranks my arm. I heard pop. I was like, ow. It's like, and then, sorry, my tendency to break an ugly motherfucker, something like you. And then Jesus. that was my that was my first week with this man. And then and then the thing was, Mike, the thing, the thing was, at the end of 90 minute session, he hugged him and said, you know, we're doing this because we love you. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm a dude. Come on, Dave. Come on, Jay. You know, toughen up. You know, he just being—he's just giving you tough love. You know, what no. I mean, I'm—I mean, I'm just being sensitive. That's how I was. That's how I took it. You know what I mean? And then the nursing school. Um, this is a whole different topic. But the thing about nursing school, me being like at the time I was 22, and you're surrounded with a bunch of girls, right? You think yes. that you think that you're in the heaven, but in reality, they're—they have a lot of chips on their shoulder. Some of these women. Uh, they, um, you know, they, they found a way to harass me, like, uh -huh. verbally and gossip me. So, physically, I was being abused, literally abused, at the gym. And then, verbally and spiritually, they were, uh, the nursing students were harassing me in the school. And then, like, I, they were, like, talking so much shit. You know, you fucking piece of shit. You deserve to die. Mind you, these are single mothers who have, who are parents. Yeah. Telling it to you. All because of the fact that they... They were, it was almost like they're scapegoating me of their mm. problems because I was 22, 4.0 student, straight A's, and then they were like, man, you know, what the, what the fuck, you know, I'm like, I'm in my 30s and 40s, or even 40, 50s, single mother, he's, he has a life that I wanted to be in, so fuck him, let's find a way to harass him, that's what it was going on, you know, and then, so, so physically, I was being abused and harassed at, um, uh, uh, uh at, a. Uh, at the at the gym, and then next thing you know, and the and, and you know spiritually and psychologically, I was getting tortured at a at the gym. At school. Yeah, at the school. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so so I was, so I had no safe ground whatsoever. I went through the interesting toxic relationship that I had and commitment that I had for 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 all for both places. I still stuck to it. You know what I mean. And yeah. I, I and I was I was being harassed 
bullied essentially in both places, you know what I mean? And then uh then three years go by uh, <laughs> with this kind of abuse. Mm-hmm. And then um and then uh oh man and 2017, like that was the last competition I ever did. Mm-hmm. So mind you, I was vegan at the time. Uh, not not saying anything about veganism, but I was vegan the, and I was super skinny. I was like 132 pounds. Oh my but, god! Yeah, but the reason, but I still felt I had this twisted psychology, man. I thought I was really fat because that very man who, you know, told me all this. You know, physically abuse me. He says stuff like, "Oh, you know, even though you're, you know, ugly as fuck, at least you're skinny." Meaning like, I'm, I, meaning like he walks around like, one forty ish. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I get to roll with you. And that that's what he meant. And he chose me all the time, even though it was fucked up. I felt some sort of a loved because I was always rolling with him. He was, I was his main sparring partner. You know? Wow. Yeah. So it was really like twisted toxic relationship with this very man uh who i call a coach who i called a master who i call professor you know what i'm hmm. saying um it was really like the, the psychology work then 2017 first ever washington dc open happens it was my very first IBJJF tournament um and you know um mind you i quit my job just so i could train literally Hey, just wait, wait, to so prepare. You, you were, did you ever finish nursing school? No, uh, so that's another that's another story, man. Uh, um, I actually quit nursing school. Um, I actually completely quit nursing school mm-hmm. after all the harassment for three years. Um, and for the first time, that got me, man. Like for the first time, I was failing grade wise. Uh-huh. I was failing classes because of the harassment and the. Uh, 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 um, what is it? Constant bullying. Um, uh, you know, especially, and especially the false rumor happened, bro. First ru- false rumor was I was um falsely accused of rape. And oh my god! So, so it's nothing to do with no. It's no. I'm not dating anybody. I wasn't dating anybody. Anything like that. But the the woman, um, I recorded a lecture video for myself. Mm-hmm. A video recorded yeah. lecture. I shared that video to a student, and the student um, watched the video. <laughs> After exam, she reports me, <laughs> saying that this was yeah, saying that Jason, you're recording all these women without permission. This is a violation of privacy. This is considered rape. Now, <laughs> now that I'm a guy, what? single guy, I'm a dude surrounded by. I was one of two dudes in this nursing school, and. Nursing class, and then um, the rumor spreads. Next thing you know, I was being harassed for being a rapist. <laughs> oh my god! I know, man. I know, man. And then the one month from her graduation, one month from her graduation, bro, this very woman who accused me of rape comes up to me and and says, "Mind you, she's like in her sixties or something like that." She comes up to me and says, "Jason, I'm so sorry what I did to you." Uh, you're a phenomenal person. You will always be my prayers. That fucking broke me, man. It's like, man, fuck this, dude. And then, so, 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 mind you, simultaneously, I was still, you know, doing my best to come to the gym two times a week, still getting shit thrown at me, you know, at this, um, and 
so uh, so anyways i was training with and then um so the week that i decided to quit nursing school i went to professor um whom i'm failing you know you know i was like hey professor there's something i have to tell you you know i was crying blah blah, blah. and then like this was happening for three years and like i um uh, and i was falsely accused of rape and she was like you know what she said you know what my professor said at my nursing school what <laughs> she said jason well she did say sorry so in other words <laughs> <laughs> i know right man so she, oh, I, I looked at her dead eye i was like what she, and then she's she continued she said well you know according to your academic performance lately maybe a withdrawal might not be a bad option for you jason oh and that's God. that's what she said you know disregarding really the 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 years i took on this and then she was like "Ooh, right um it's too late for apology i'm like yes do you not understand it was like <laughs> being accused of rape as a man you know it's like uh, uh um and then she was like well you know it's jason it seems like you're a sensitive guy you know maybe you can push through and maybe pass this nursing class and then that was the last time i ever saw that woman's face the professor's face and so i was like okay my mind was already set mike so i went to the academic office signed my paper i i i tried to sign my paper and then um request a withdrawal paper and i started pouring crying dude i was like wait what am i doing man i'm failing i'm, I'm literally withdrawing this you know it's like come on i'm jason park i can push through this but it's like uh, i i just couldn't do it man so i just i was literally sitting there for an hour crying all i need to do is sign my paper to withdraw one class just i was like well, what am I doing? <laughs> oh but God. eventually, I signed my paper and I just quit nursing school. And um, it was both. It was really. It was bittersweet. I never wanted to be a nurse, Mike. I wanted to be. A, here's the thing, man. I, I had academic level to go to medical school. I had. I could have gone to medical school, but the issue was. Because of my uh, citizenship, it was hard for me to continue that route. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Because so, so... you would have to be like a, a foreign student or something. No, 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 no. Because I had to be. Yeah, because of that, and also like, I, um, what is it? My visa wasn't cleared. Yeah, so it was hard for me to. Um... Oh my god. Yeah. So I could. So I I could have gone to private medical school, but it's like yeah, out of pocket, sixty grand a year. You know what I mean? So I was like, man, like. So I could have gone. So instead, I went to nursing school. You know, mm -hmm. what I'm saying for community college, two years, clock in, clock out. You can walk your way up to be a no offense, no offense, but a fake doctor to a nurse practitioner. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and then that's the route I chose. But then after this harassment, again, I never wanted to be a nurse. I hated it, man. You do so much shit. I, you know, and for, for, for people just throwing shit at you, literally and figuratively. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and the whole time I was still training at Conquest while still getting abused. So I really felt like maybe I'm just not that good. Maybe I'm just not really that, um, uh, like, like the guy says, maybe I'm just not really, uh, maybe I'm just such an ugly motherfucker that people just hate me. That's how I took the world because I was so brainwashed from, from, uh, 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 from 
being abused at an academic <laughs> from school and from and from uh, uh what you might call it at, at the at the physical gym environment. It, it was a bad, bad, bad situation. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, but I have no, um, no, I have no necessarily regrets because through this beautiful mistake. I was able to learn so much more of life, you know, for the first time in my life, I learned more life in general through work. And I had a mentor at a time after I quit nursing school, I, 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 I was like, um, I was actually trained with him and, um, mm-hmm. and then I, I told him about my situation. Like I just did to you with you, with you, Mike. And, uh, he told me, Jason, it's unfortunate what happened, but here, I don't want you to stop reading. I want you to understand. I want you to start reading books and then the one of the first book i began reading was you know ego is the enemy obstacle is the way obstacle is the way by um ryan holiday and anti-fragile nasim talib uh alchemist by paulo coelho and and then um just one more uh uh was it sort art of not giving a fuck by uh, mark manson and i started i, I reading Stoicism. I didn't know what that was, and then the next thing you know, it, it, over the years, I realized best thing ever happened was that biggest failure in life. My, yes. I'm serious. I thought about suicide. I thought about everything. Um, you know, cause uh, you know, again, I, for the first time in my life, I've quit something that I could academically. That's like a huge failure that I never thought I never thought I would do. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. And again, the whole time I was being harassed, really bullied at, at the gym that I was at in the conquest. Um, there are still good people there, but it just like, I, it was just uh, so much, uh, it's just, you know, it was so much harassment going, uh, that, that, that the, the power struggle that these people have, man. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so I, so I basically let, so 2007 so so back to so to nursing i quit it i never wanted to be to be i want to be a nurse practitioner uh we'll get into what i'm doing now but um what is it as far as like so 2017 washington dc first ever comes in i i lose i, I wonder why because i had no strength i wonder why too <laughs> you know i lose first round zero zero by two advantages or something like that either way i lost and then I was tears, you know, blah blah. blah. Uh, and then that very man who um, who physically abused me, who talked shit, to, it basically made me like a shitty human being. He comes up, he talk, he tells me, hey, he pulled me aside, hey, Jason, you know, you know, you're not as good as we thought you were, but you know, at, le- at least support your family. You know, I just lost it, man. I was like, what? What the hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, uh, 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 um, it's like, why can't I just lose more weight? Why can't I get lower like him? Like, and wh- wh- why can't I get any better? So I just stormed out of building, of course. Mm-hmm. Then I, and then, um, I came back to train the next day, uh, a few days, uh, uh, and that very man, the, uh, professor, he comes up to me, he said, Jason, I'm disappointing you. I was like, sorry. He's like, yeah, you left the building because you're so selfish. You only think about yourself. Um, you, you know, it's not about you. It's about the family. It's about the team. You know, you 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 put yourself before all. <laughs> you put yourself before uh, training. Uh, before uh, you put yourself before 
all all of your training partners, all of your family members. I'm like, what? I'm selfish? Like, <laughs> and I believe in him, you know? Again, wow. mind you, he was the one that called me. I'm ugly as fuck and blah, blah. He picks and chooses. If you're two pounds overweight than him, he will say, get the fuck away, you fat ass. Like, that's what he, he's that type of man. He's that type of man. And really? It, yeah, for him to say that to me, it was like, and I believe that. And then it began my uh, whole psychological disorder of eating disorder. You know, mm -hmm. that's when um, I'd be I, 132 pounds to 230. I still have my photos. I, I gained, 230? Yes, I gained up to 230 pounds within a matter of months, man. Like, like within two months, I, I gained up to that weight, man. Oh my god! I was so depressed. I hated myself. Like, really, it was just self torture. Cause every day I was like, you know what? Maybe I, it's not worth to me. So I'm gonna eat the last meal I'm gonna have. And oh then my god! It ended up being next day to next day. Cause I had no. Cause I was being a pussy for not killing myself. You know. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and that man, those words. I let those words really dictate how I felt on myself. It was kind of my fault too. Um, and that was my last ever, my, that was my last ever competition because I was so traumatized from the man beating me, saying that I'm not good enough and just, just, just not, maybe I'm just not worth living. You know, that's how I view life as, you know, and while, while getting harassed and being accused of rape of, uh, <laughs> at nursing school <laughs> for over a academic video <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah man yeah um then years go but then 2018 comes in i was like okay then that my 25th birthday comes in you know what i'm saying and then um then i had okay and then i said to myself okay every year tin lord urban wins world championships somehow they must be good for some reason as a matter of fact, Crazy 88 is affiliated with Team Lord Irvin. Mm -hmm. You know what? Let me go back to where I started. And <laughs> then, uh, so, so I went back to Crazy 88. First thing they said was, oh, welcome back. I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, what? You're not going to like, like talk down? I mean, well, why would you, why would we do that? I'm like, and I was like, okay. And now, 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 mind you, I've trained at a whole bunch of different gyms, Mike. I did a whole bunch of gyms, like. Like Gracie, the 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 um, level love, the just whole bunch of like um, I was a boxer at one point too, so I trained a whole bunch of gyms in the NBA area, and then I so I know how a good gym runs, and I saw how Master Julius Park, the owner of Crazy Eighty Eight, God mm -hmm. bless him. Like I saw how he runs the class. I saw Sebastian Ramirez, who was running a striking program and an MMA program. I was watching how he's running class. It took me 10 minutes, man. It took me 10 minutes. And I said, hey, hey. I, I went up to to the front desk person. I said, hey, just give me the most expensive con give me Give me that contract. I'll sign the, pa I'll sign the paper right now. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, that, so, so it was, so it took me 10 minutes to do that. And, and I have no regrets since then because the biggest thing um, that I learned from Crazy Eater is that it wasn't just the physical training. At the end of class, the Julius Master Julius Park would would share a story, like concept of anti fragile, or, or what the famous basketball player or the uh, Dan Gable did, or something like that. You know what? Uh, how they have changed mentally 
so that can be added to, to you as an athlete or even a student in life you know what i mean it's like he was shared that at the end of class i was like wow this is something that i always want this all this type of training was is, so it wasn't just a physical training but mental and spiritual training that i was getting mm -hmm. at the end of class. It, it, it felt like whole package at once you know what i mean so i knew he was the right jam you know that's amazing and yeah uh, i uh um. i i can't talk about the project or what it was but i i had the pleasure of working with uh tim spriggs oh yeah and and he told me you're 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 highly respected there oh that oh that that means a lot coming from him man yeah man. i mean yeah. Crazy yeah. is like a big family. Like this is the first gym I. Um, I mean, it was funny when you met. You mentioned that because, uh, uh, like when I mind you, I came. I just straight came from conquest. You know what I'm saying? Like how I was not good, blah blah blah. And when I first came to Crazy ADA, I was a purple belt. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, I was a purple belt, bloated to thirty pounds at the time, and like, um, they were like, uh. Uh, and I and then people were like, and I, I and I asked, uh, what is it? Um, you know, I, I've been I, I I'm sorry, and I've been telling people like, you know, I'm not actually a real purple belt. I'm not actually not that good. And then Sebastian pulled me aside. It was like, Jason, why are you saying that to yourself, man? I'm like, what? It's like I'm I'm saying, I'm saying the truth. I'm just not that good. It's like he's like, Jason, you earned that purple belt. Why I keep talking to stuff like that? You know, you know, back in my mind, I'm like, wait, why am I saying like this? Like, and then I think about it. It was because I was so ingrained that I was never that good from the previous gym gym professor. You know, um, and, and, and you know, it's like he he when you when when you being constantly called that you're not that good for three years, you know, it becomes like part of you. You know. Oh my god. Yeah, almost like <laughs> you know, um. Uh, I don't I mean, know if you want to blast him now or if you want to tell me his name later, but I would love to know his name. So if I ever compete against him, <laughs> no, don't think of it like that. Beat just the compete. shit out of him. Yeah, no, man, just just compete because you want to be the best version of yourself. You know, what I mean that you should. Reve I, I I think revenge is too pity, man. I get I I, I um... oh, I'm the most petty guy on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you're nice, man. It's like you're good, man. <laughs> no, no. So, so, so through through training like that, physically and mentally, again, at the end of class, Master Julius Park would say to us, um, uh, tell us a story and everything, and then through that, you start to make a mental note. Oh man, I, I it really wasn't a physical thing. It's like a technical thing. It's really the mental thing that I've been struggling with. Like so, finally, two thousand twenty one kicks in. Mm -hmm. And then um, it's funny because that was my this was 2021. I don't care what everyone says was my best year in my life, like best year in my life. Really? Yes, it is. Like how I view myself, like it was just complete change. One day, uh, uh, Sahira, one of the students, she comes up to me and says, "Jason, you know you're a good-looking guy." I'm like, "What? What? I'm a good-looking guy?" He's <laughs> like, "Yeah, you're a good-looking guy." <laughs> I want to have a photo session with you. You know, um, she's a photographer. Uh, and I was like, um, do, do you want something uh, like, a, a, she was like, do you want something like MMA related, like fighting, like boxing? I was like, no, I want to be a Harvey Specter. <laughs> I want to dress up suits. I want to dress up in complete suits. So if you see my Instagram, like the brown suit and then the blue color shirt, yeah. like, 
uh, she um she took the forums for me and it's like i told her i don't want to do anything to do with mma i want something completely different like 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 a like i want to be harvey specter harvey specter people don't know there's a tv show on amazon if you don't have even watch it watch it like it's about lawyers everything he's a he's a handsome devil like charismatic cold heart at the same time but like a he's like a playboy kind of guy uh really confident i i wanted to be i, I want to have that image and then um and then post it you know <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and i i saw i get and i take these photos and i saw him i'm like wait is that me oh my goodness it came out beautiful you know it came out great then i became more confident in how i look and talk to people this year actually 2021 then I said I want to compete again. Wow. July tenth for the first time in five years since wow. si- since that um the four years since that uh DC Open. Mike, I- I'm not kidding, man. It was emotional because leading up to July tenth, mm-hmm. 2021, um, I was having tr- like like a flashbacks. You're not good. You just not that. You know you you know you are. Uh, uh, you know, you're ugly as fuck. You know, again, I was having all these like flashbacks constantly, Jeez. and then I was like breaking down in the middle of practice, crying. Please don't hit me. <laughs> it's like no. And then, and then, and then Julius Park put me aside and says, "Jay, you alright, man?" It's like, no, dude, I'm having this like flashbacks. And it's like, and then like I told him what happened, and it was like leading up to it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then. July tenth comes in, you know. Mm-hmm. I do my usual. I do my usual prayer. Blah, blah blah. I competed. I had so much fun, and then I com- And then I was like, cons again. Mike, this was like, uh, I was going. I, I was in four divisions. <laughs> <laughs> I did four divisions. Absolute. Uh, grappling for for those who don't know, grappling industry is round robin. So even if you lose, you can you compete everybody that's on the bracket. So I was doing gi, no gi. Um, ab- uh, absolute and uh, uh, what is it? Division. I was like, I moved up the weight class just so I could compete more guys. You know, <laughs> so yeah. I compete against one eighty pound, one eighty five uh, uh, pounders. Uh, even though I walk around one seventy, and I was like, I, and I compete against them, and then I just like, uh, and then after my thirteen match, like, <laughs> mind <laughs> you, the six minute after my thirteen match, um. Uh, it was a gi. Uh, my friend on the side was like, Jay, you just won. You just won 13 and 0. And I just got on my knees and just pouring crying, you know? Oh, That's <laughs> yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And then, because at that moment, dude, at that moment, I, I, all my insecurities, the flashbacks, the, that I was not good, that I was just like, oh, this fuck, you name it. All my insecurities just all of a sudden, went away it felt so liberating you know because you realize so... your worth at that moment yeah exactly exactly so so all the stuff that he that that i that he used to say guess what though guess what though mike i posted that uh, i'm not so sure you uh, if you see my instagram like there's a there's a there's a set of photos i posted uh with marlon marion miriam says quote our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate you know it's like I, I just poured on crying on my knees and the very man, guess what? The very man who abused me for three years, who talked shit to me, who said I was not good, who was 
ugly as fuck, that I was fat as fuck, um, he direct messaged me. <laughs> saying he that he said, I'm so proud of you huh? for, over- for overcoming your fears. I was like, man. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, really? Come on, man. Come on. Like, you could have at least admitted, Jay, I know what you're coming from. I know, I know where this is coming from, and I want to formally apologize to, uh, because I've heard people saying that he matured a lot over the years. I'm like, yeah, I hope so. You know, then he, um, then I just like when he said that, like, I'm so proud of you. <sighs> you know, Mike, like you a as a martial face in a way. It's like really, I mean, among all the people in the world, you direct message me. You know you did it, <laughs> you know. And I showed this to Master Jay, and he was like, "Jason, he knows." I'm like, "Yeah." And I didn't block him on purpose because I want, you know. There's a saying, one of my favorite quote from Harvey Specter: "Kill them with success, bury them with smile." You know, just you know, I didn't want to say anything. I just know that I just want him to watch me being successful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I did. You know, it's like when I won. Um, so when I won that Newbury, it was just like, uh. When I want you be, you know, it's, I very one of the first people that saw my victory on my Instagram story was him. <laughs> <laughs> that was the sweetest thing in the world. He didn't say a word. He just saw it. He didn't even con- congratulate me. He, well, hey, where's that? Uh, uh, hey, where's that? Uh, uh, congratulations now. You know, what I mean? <laughs> that was a be- sweetest feeling in the world. Same thing happened when I won Naga on December 11th. Um, the same thing exactly happened. He was one of few people. <laughs> he was one of the first person who saw me uh, with that tri- with the with the belt. I was in like, person, wow. In person or on? No, 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 no. I wish it was in person, man. I really wish. But it was it was it was in uh, um in the Instagram story. People people that saw your post, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? He was a, one of the first people that saw it. I felt it felt sweet, man. <laughs> it was a, it was it was the sweetest thing in the world, man. <laughs> yeah, but. But it's funny that you mentioned that too, because when I posted the um, the July tenth victory at the grappling industry, um, a lot of people from Conquest direct messaged me. Oh, Jay, can you can you tell me why you left? And I told him why. You know, I was being abused for three years. I didn't know how much trauma I did. And how I get out of it was there was a whole drama that was going on. And I took that as a event. I was so lucky about that too, man. There was like a whole drama where one of the pro MMA guys, he opened his own gym. And then that was right across the street. And that caused like a competition. Like, you know, like a... And then uh, he was actually also one of the main instructor for fitness class at the Conquest. And then when he opened his own gym... Uh, he that a lot of people from Conquest left and joined them. That caused a whole lot of drama. So I didn't want to be so as an excuse that I didn't want to be part of it. I left Conquest and I became liberated. You know what I mean? Wow. So this yeah. guy that bothered you is he the head instructor there or just the regular instructor? Bro, I don't even know. It's, there's so many owners in that gym, man. Like there's like six, eight different owners. But he was uh one of the main jujitsu. I would say uh. uh program interesting yeah again like all he has to do 
you know, again, Mike, you know, it's, revenge is not my thing. That was mm-hmm. never my intention. But, you know, I am, I have already apologized. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I have forgiven him long time ago. But are you, are you courageous enough, mature enough to say, I admit I was wrong and I'm sorry. Are you willing to do that to me in person? You know what I mean? Yeah, there's some age gap difference, but I guess there's no, everyone matures differently, man. He's in yeah. his late 40s now. Bro, for for the guy who has wife, who <laughs> who has a kid. Mm-hmm. And you know what you did to me for years, and still don't want to admit that. You know, it's like, but whether you try, people say he tried to gaslight me, but he's is a. I hate saying this, but he's a fucking coward, man, for for not being admitting what you did wrong. Yeah, you know? I was just, I was just gonna say, it has nothing to do with maturity. It has yeah. nothing to do with being a coward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it has everything to do with not being a man. Like you gotta, yeah. you're wrong. Right. All you have to do is just, just admit it. But come on, man. When he said that message, you know, I screenshot it. I put it. In, I put it in my files. Like, okay, you know, it's like definitely. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's something that I want to keep in track of. You know, it's like. Yeah. It, but again, you know, I got nothing against the man. I, 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 I never blocked him because I want him to follow me on Instagram or Facebook and then watch my success throughout the year. And he did, and which makes wow. me fucking feel good. It makes me feel so good, man. When you watch me and um, um, you, you know, know now now I don't feel so bad to losing for, losing to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's an again. I really am honored to to uh um to compete uh, any of my opponents, any of my opponents. I am thankful for my, for them to, uh, including yourself, sir. You know, it's like to 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 be my opponent to test my skill and to. Give me opportunity to learn more myself. You know what I mean. So, so you know, what what did you do yes. to prepare for your fight with me? Oh, nothing spectacular. I just wanted to do. Did stuff you do that any was... research on me? Oh no, no, no! I just knew that. Um, what is it? I just knew that. I just wanted to have fun. <laughs> That's all, man. I don't really research people for crap industry, or, or I'm sorry, for grappling tournaments. Because that was a very yeah. stacked, like New Breed is a local tournament, but that was yeah. a very stacked New Breed. Yeah, I, I was. There was a guy. I won't give any names. Yeah, but there was an ADCC veteran, and he won right. second at ADCC trials, and he lost in the first round of the absolute. There, another uh, guy I know who is very world renowned. He lost. Yeah. So what happened with COVID is there's not as many tournaments anymore. So a lot of right. the local tournaments now are. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Like I thought yeah. I was going to go just whoop everybody's ass that day and come home yeah. with three belts. But <laughs> yeah, I lost in the absolute and I ended up winning my weight divisions, which was nice. Right. Again, you know, you, you have my respect, sir. You know, it's like <laughs> you, you, you have won your division and everything. And in the end, I don't want to, I, I don't want to say win or lose, like from my competitive point of view, mm-hmm. it, you know, because I'm always like in there. I just want to have fun, you know. Mm-hmm. What I mean, uh, you know, and and Ubri was just part of my. I didn't mind winning. I, I didn't mind winning a Ubri belt, but it was just like a like a, a bucket list, you know. Okay, I won Naga, I won Ubri, now I won like three MMA titles, and then probably 
to be honest with you, by the end of this year, I'm probably going to stop doing MMA altogether. Uh, probably going to jujitsu, dabble here and there, and uh, but I really want to go back full-time school to finish my PA school, you know what I mean? To, 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 to really, like, crank up a notch and just focus on medical degree, you know what I mean? Now, um, <clears throat> one, yep. one of the most Im- – I, I hate the quote when people say you win or you learn. Right. You know, like when I, I, I take losing very hard. I, yeah. I hate losing. I rarely lose. Right. And um, when you when 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 we had our match, I remember I hit you up and I'm like, dude, that was crazy. You, you just never you, you just did not uh, get tired. And then yes. you recommended two books to me, Oxygen Advantage and Breathe. Right, so right. I ch- completely changed up my training because of that. I, I, I did a lot more cardio, only breathing mm-hmm. through the nose. Uh, and when I went to worlds, every guy I went against got tired with me because I just pushed the pace on them nonstop because I, because of those books you gave me. Um, Mm -hmm. so I want to ask you, how did you discover those books? What made you decide training, uh, in that way? And, you know, Uh tell me a little bit more about your cardio journey. Oh, um, so, you know, I, uh, it started with a um, the oxygen advantage. So Phil Derue has a uh, YouTube channel. You know what I'm saying? Very nice YouTube videos. You know what I'm saying? Phil and, uh, Derue. Yeah, Phil Phil Derue. At me... P H I L. Yeah, he's like the strength and conditioning coach for. Uh, I'm gonna the... subscribe to him right now. Phil. Yeah, Phil Derue. D A R U. I really thought that was like a fake name, but no, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a Viking name. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, he's a uh, uh, what is it? He's a uh, American top team strength and conditioning coach. Okay. The dude is a uh, um, hell of a uh, what is it? Very educated, sophisticated training. Mm-hmm. Um, was what, what is it called? Um, so Phil Derue <laughs> does his own thing, and uh, he had a one of the videos which you can type up, I'm sure, and then find out. He has a one one of the videos like uh, some of the books that I recommend, it's like five books I recommend, something like that, and then one of them. I forgot it at all. I forgot everything. I don't know everything, but then one of the books that he strongly recommended was uh, Oxygen Advantage by mm-hmm. Patrick McQuan. I'm like, huh. Oh, okay. I'll check it out. And then um, as I ordered on Amazon, as it was being shipped to my house, uh, I, uh, whatchamacallit, I was, I was listening to Joe Rogan podcast with mm-hmm. James Nestor, with, James, with Dr. James Nestor, and then he was talking about how humankind, we are not meant to be a mouth breeders, how there's much more disease prevalent and oxygen deficiency through, you know, for, for mouth breeding, how there's much more, um, it's, 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 it's linked to prolonged, like, like devastation in your body. It was very interesting how, how scientifically he was showing that, showing that the nasal breathing is the proper way to breathe. So I was like, Huh, that's interesting. It's kind of like this oxygen advantage. Maybe I'll check it out more. And then I read both books mm-hmm. simultaneously. I finished it. And then they're not hard, you know, it, as you know, it, it didn't take too long to read. And then, like, so I got the oh. audio book. <laughs> you did well, okay, the physical gotcha. book? Yeah, I, 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 just because it's more, 
there's like merit to it. <laughs> just having a physical copy, it's like, oh, uh, you know, it's con- it's like a, a collectible, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, so so I, I bought the physical books, I read, I'm like, oh, this is very interesting. So you just breathing, breathing nice and easy uh, up the, uh, with, with your nose, as, you know, as much as you can. You know? So when I incorporate them more, next thing you know, within less than a month, my resting heart rate is going down and much more, I feel much more efficient with my with my breathing and everything, you know. Of course, that doesn't mean I fight better. It just means that I was less gas. You know what I'm saying? Like because um, your cardio when we fought, yeah. I was just shocked. I was like, when is this <laughs> motherfucker gonna get tired? <laughs> no, no, because no, I'm I, very uh, my cardio is really good. I'm like, yes, yes, I'm yes. Known for my cardio and right. I'm like, but dude, you, this guy's not getting tired. <laughs> But, but again, you know, Mike, you have to also understand, like, when I was at um, the dark times back when I was in um, uh, with that man, um, I was, I quit my job uh, as a receptionist at a, I was actually a receptionist at a, uh, and, and a med- you know what I'm saying, at a, at a urgent care, and I quit that job just so I could train eight hours a day literally mm-hmm. for with this guy or, or by myself or with this with this guy you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, uh um so i was uh, and i was training constantly every single day the, the 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 light days were five hours you know what i mean so it's like i was literally killing myself every day and no wonder i was like my, my heart rate was always low you know what i mean because i was literally like killing myself every day for as far as cardio goes and my, my mm-hmm. lung capacity go, you know, people really, my doctor uh, was examining me. Hey, Jason, we got to send you to emergency hospital. No, no, my resting heart rate is like, usually this was when my resting heart rate is like, um, like at 40, but he was like, no, Jay, like, it's not, it's like I can't detect it. <laughs> it's like you're literally you're literally going through bradycardia. I was like, no, 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 I'm 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 okay. It's like, uh, uh, and uh, as as you can see now, I'm I think I'm fine. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Forty but... forty is like the resting heart rate of like an athlete. Yeah. Uh, well, well, my you know again through through you know breathing and exercising. Uh, you know what I'm saying, and um, and you know sleeping properly too it how everything ties into your heart conditioning level you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. that day i uh my resting heart was like 38 my, my wow. hrv is like yeah yeah my, my hrv is 147 something like that it's like so it's, other it, than breathing through your nose what is your yes. cardio training because you told me to do you told me to do a 10k while right. only breathing through my nose and yes, yes. I'm a little older than you, so my joints yes, really yes. don't like the long runs. Right. So I've been doing <clears throat> a salt bike. Uh-huh. I'll do 10 sets of 10. I'll uh-huh. keep it above 25 miles an hour for right. one minute. And I, as soon as I want to breathe through my mouth, I just slow it down and I continue through my nose. And my cardio has gotten so much better. Oh, well, uh, that's uh, that's very interesting. Oh, no, literally, I just I just run um like 10 like what and... distances do you run do you do sprints do you do long distance? oh no, no 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 sprints i just like run 10k um a day and then just like nice and easy breathing like just mm. just just strictly that but i do a very slow pace like like 6.5 miles per hour um that's the exact like that's like a sweet spot where 
I don't get cast out starting out from the beginning at the at the end of one hour is already like you know six point five miles and it's just like it's like easy pace that I do uh, a day. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, so you do ten uh, k a day? Yes. How many miles is that? That's about six point two two miles a day. Six point two four. So you run six miles every single day? Yes. And your joints don't. Uh, your joints are okay with that. Uh, I'm part, I think part of it because I run on treadmill, um, mm-hmm. but it's cushioned treadmill. You know what I mean? So it's like very like it has a very nice uh, uh, feedback when you hit 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 on it. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. there are da- there are days where I don't feel like running 10k. So so usually during those days I just walk. Um, there's but I make sure that I just breathe in through my nose all the time. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah. So even like lifting, I try to do my best to do nasal breathing, even when I'm sparring, MMA, whatever. Nasal breathe. All you know, I I do my best. Do you ever forget? Because I forget all the time. What, what, what exactly? Like breathing? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, breathe. Through oh yeah, breath. of course. And then, and then I forget. <laughs> and then, and then... Like half an hour into it, I'm like, oh man, this whole time I've been fucking up. Yeah, yeah, the same here, man. I, that's <laughs> that's but you get to subconsciously like ingrain. Okay, okay. That's why I, 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 if I have a coach, um, if I have, I, if I have two coach, one coach tell me technical things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The one other coach, I, they tell me, hey, you know, Jay, don't forget to breathe. It's like I, I make sure I have that kind of stuff, man. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. Yes, yes. So, what about what's your strength and conditioning other than the running? Because you're a pretty strong, dude, as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, I thought again, I, was I used to be off by Joe. 175. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Along yeah, so that I'm way. Like 195, and I'm like, oh, okay. I can't wait to manhandle this guy. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, nah, nah, <laughs> Oh shit. The, uh, you have to. You also understand, Mike. You know, I've been lifting since I was 14. You know, since I was playing football. You know, so yeah. that that all uh, that that all piles up to thing. As as far as strength conditioning goes, like I I go to like um access sports or the for sports basically lifting. It's really nothing fancy. It's literally like, uh, uh, what is it? Monday, Tuesday. So Monday is just like a leg day, you know what I mean? And Tuesday is upper body day. Take a day mm-hmm. off, and then Thursday you would do more of a uh French contrast type of lifting, meaning like you lift heavy and then. And then, and then, I'm sorry. You lift heavy, and you you lift not so heavy. Then you do explosive movement kind of thing. And then on Thursday you do something similar for but but with the upper body. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. So 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 I kind of do that, but you know, it's like not nothing fancy. I would say that I do. Um, but I I think whole strength and conditioning, you know, is. What they really helped me with, I think everybody, even at the at, at my level or Olympic level, whatever, world class level, you know, what I mean, say the same thing, and you, and, and, and as rightfully so, you are the uh, world, world, what is it, champion as well, and uh, what is it, you, you know, it's strength and conditioning in general. They help you mentally. Okay, I, I, I got this. I, I got ten more set, ten more percentage left <laughs> you know mm-hmm. you give that extra 10 percent. you know it's like that's what i know yeah because in the end you know you know my 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 biggest my biggest superhero basically uh my role model always have been Marcelo garcia 
small man beating giant, you know, or Mike Tyson. I, I love those short, stocky guys who beat the giants. You know what I mean? Masaru Bakshi yeah. definitely, you know, the, the he, he was around my size, and then he beat the world champion at the ADCC, you know, years ago, and and for uh, you know, I, technicality. My point is the technicality is always going to be primary. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then from that point on, okay, you know. Everyone got the technique, especially at the purple belt and up. Everyone got the technique. Now it's efficiency of those techniques to to maximize it. You do need certain level of cardio. You do need certain level of strength to really like out out technique, literally out technique this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's really nothing fancy. It just in the end, just uh, um, the efficiency that I I I've been putting in, you know, mentally. But again, you know, Mike, I don't tell anybody, I, I don't advise anybody to quit their job and train eight hours a day just so you could get your uh, lot of shit ton of conditioning in for years, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> That's I'm a, I'm I used a big to advocate on, uh, I'm a very big advocate on telling people to keep their job and continue to work like a professional athlete because right, right, right. I train with, I <clears throat> well, not anymore because they moved to Austin, but when uh, I was training with the best in the world. We would yeah. do one session in the morning for right. about an hour and a half, and then one right. session in the afternoon for about an hour and a half. So let's just round that up to four hours, okay? Right. If you work a full-time job, which I did, uh-huh. uh, you get up at 7 o'clock, you train. Oh, no, get up at 6 o'clock, you train from 7 to 9, uh-huh. you go to work, you come back, you do another session from 6 to 8. And you uh-huh. could, that's still professional level of training every day while having a job, uh-huh. you know? So I tell people you could still, you could still have uh, the professional athlete training while keeping a job because a lot of the professional athletes after that two sessions, they're not doing anything the rest of the day. They're just relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, they can't, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you physically know I mean? they can't, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know, that's, that's funny you mentioned because, uh, so when I hit my rock bottom, 2018, mm-hmm. I was lost. I hated myself. I said, man, I couldn't, I can't, I can't believe I let those words of nursing students. I can't let, I can't believe I was with this guy for like three years. You know, you were, you hate yourself, you know, then on the newspaper, um, I see a friend of mine, you know, who I used to box with. He is a pro boxer now. And he's like. Oh, local bartender wins his hometown at his hometown uh, um, for his fourth fight or third fight, something like that. So mm-hmm. he was a bartender at a live casino in Hanover, Maryland. You know, and oh my God, I hate that place. Well, 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 well I have my own issues with them too. I'm not with them anymore. <laughs> so no, I was the, like, uh, the casino. Yeah, casino, of course, of course. Oh, but, okay. but, yeah, so, so he was a bartender there. I was like, so I met with him, um, Dante Cox. He's a God bless him, man. Like, so I met with him. I told him my situation. like, so I asked him, you don't drink? And then he was like, no, I don't. And neither, are, neither am I, you know, um, uh, Dante. Like, can you, like, what's it like being a bartender? He was like, dude, you have great person, interpersonal skill. And, you know, all you do is, like, just mix some shit up and then just give it to the people. And they love you for that. I'm like, huh, what sounds like that? the showman. Yeah, kind of like a showman. Yeah, exactly. Like an artist. Yeah, it is an artist. Um, like I said, then I actually formally, he didn't go, but I formally went to bartending school. And because, again, you're talking to a guy who doesn't know what Grey Goose is, who doesn't know what 
cut what beer wise there was. I didn't know anything about beer, you know. I just found them all very because I don't drink at all, man. I tried drinking, but it did, my face would go red. <laughs> I get Asian those like Asian, Asian flesh, you know, the glow, whatever. Yeah, yeah. dude, I get those. And then, uh, then, then the um, so, anyways, I went to I finally went to dining school. I dabbled bartending at casino for a little bit. Then I got to, then I got into fine dining scene. Then I started working at uh, high level fine dining, and now mm-hmm. I'm in Columbia bartending. And then uh, it's, it's it's very flexible with what I do. I always work on weekends. So the weekdays, I'm either doing school or training um, for my for for my own future and stuff like that. You know, I, I love martial arts. Don't get me wrong. Like you just you know, I just don't have you know purpose in them. You know, what I mean, I just like I love surrounding with the athletes, but it's just like I'm passionate about it, but. The, you know, purpose, I find that it's, it's, it's not really my calling to doing this for long term. You what know would what you mean? say your calling is? Uh, let me tell you my brief story. So when I started working at uh, Urgent Care, one day a Korean American patient came in and she couldn't speak English. So the whole day I was translating Korean words to a doctor and doctor's words to the, the Korean patient. And I had so much fun, like talking to the get to, to the patient and then getting to know her and getting she had a gastritis she has she was in so much pain and uh and just the defining you know ah just like a god-given moment it's like a defining moment was as she left as she left the building she turned around looked me right in the eye and says you know you should do this as a career then she had a beautiful smile and left the building then mm-hmm. then that that feel of Helping a human soul, at the desire, need of pain and help, and and then leaving the building with with a big smile on their face, it was a great. It was like the like a like a. That's when my purpose was okay. Well, no matter what happens, I have to be a medical provider. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's when I decided to be a, a doctor medical career. But I couldn't continue my medical school because of my citizenship and um, what is it uh. Then I got into a, a, a then then I decided to do nurse practitioning through nursing first, but then shit happened. Now I have had his sort of eating disorder, and uh, I'm still struggling every now and then. You know, it got a lot better, but I'm still struggling. So um, I am I'm, I'm so I'm actually majoring in dietetics, the clinical nutrition and science, mm-hmm. and finishing that up and go vision assistant school. And that's my goal, man, to, to be primary care, be like a fight doctor, you know, for, for my for my guys, you know what I mean? Well, that's so cool. Yeah, that, that's we, my We have purpose. that at Henzo's. Um, his name is Kareem Latif. He owns Ouch Medical. Oh, and, uh, that is so pre- cool, man. <laughs> he's pretty much for the school. He's our fight doctor. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, we need stitches, cauliflower ears. See, I want that, man. Oh my god, man, that, that's like a dream chunk, dream come true, man. See, yeah, you know I'll what give saying? you his contact info, man. You guys, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you talked, you talked a lot about you know helping the Korean lady out and all that. Yeah, um, yes, yes. I noticed you're very in touch with your Koreanness. You were wearing like the Korean headband at the tournament. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, for one, because you know, so so for one, you know, you don't so I don't so people don't ask me, oh, where are you from? You know, yeah. it's like, dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm Korean, dude. That's cool. Yeah, that's so, one thing too. But, but also, like in all seriousness, you know, you know, you know, Mike, you know, growing up in America uh, throughout my elementary and middle school years, you know, what I'm saying, I grew up with Koreans who used to say, I wish I was half white. You know, growing up with that kind of kids, you know, it's like they're embarrassed with their own culture and hate themselves because they're Korean. You know, they're not white. They're not black. It's like they're complete separate group that they don't feel like they belong anywhere. You know yes. what I mean? That, they're so embarrassed with their own culture. I'm sure that's in your culture, too. That's like a little bit of here and there. Um, so they would exclusively hang out with just... Uh, 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 just why people or 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 stick with their current culture. So I hated that, you know. It's like, so I no matter what, I'm not. I promised my mom and dad, like, hey, no matter what, I will, I will, you know, language defines who I am. I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn. I'm still, I'm still fluent in Korean and everything. I know how to write. I know how to speak. Also, like in front of my parents, I always speak in Korean. Also, um, also like, uh, you know, I'm gonna represent my. I, I am Korean after all, so I'm gonna have that flag with me. You know. Yes, and that brings me. It's crazy that you gave me that segue because my next question to you was, yeah. I noticed that in. I mean, uh, Asian people in general are yes. like a very easy target for bullying in America. Um, I yeah. thought bullying. I thought bullying was gonna end in elementary. Then I got to middle school. It continued. Got to high school. It continued. Went to college. It continued. I'm like, all right. Now that I enter the workforce, maybe it'll stop there. And still, there's bullying in the workforce. Yes. I remember Absolutely. I worked for a city. I worked for Citibank. Um, right. I was an accountant. Oh, and one of the guys was Asian. And literally, yeah. the VP, the president. Everybody would bully him. Uh, I worked another job. There's another Asian guy. Everybody would bully him, and he would never do anything back. Uh, I think like there's a stereotype that Asians are are very like t- timid and nice and respectful, uh, and you kind of bully them around. Have, have you, <laughs> other than your experience at your gym, did you deal with bullying growing up? Of course, you know the fact that oh, form one, I you don't really see a whole lot of eight. Part of it, I think, is the human nature, right? It feels great when you can sh- physically show that, hey, I'm better than other person. Is you know, it's like that. You know, I growing up in America, I was always one of, if not only, Asian student at this class, and then because I was so different compared to other people, you know, they would pick on me. You know, the, you know, I could at the time I barely spoke English. As a matter of fact, that thing funny you mentioned. My first month and the first week of my my school ever in in America, I got jumped. No, <laughs> I got I got jumped by these two kids. Uh, they were throwing sticks and rocks at uh, at my brother and I, and uh, uh, and then that was my first traumatic experience. You know, <laughs> crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we told principal about it, but they they gave the kid suspension for like a like like a couple of days. I was like. How does that solve anything? <laughs> yeah, you you give the kid a, a freaking vacation. How? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so like I dealt with a lot of. So I'm pretty ashamed to say I dealt with a lot of bullying as a kid. 
Yeah. And uh, I was always a big kid, so I would just if someone bullied me, I would just punch him in the face. <laughs> but but right. I'll be honest, you know, after you become bullied for a long time, and then you become strong, and you could defend yourself. I'm not gonna lie. For some, some I was a bully sometimes too, and I'm pretty ashamed right. of that. Um, but I want to talk about this, and I, I talked about it on my last podcast with uh, Jimmy House. He's a Filipino uh-huh. powerlifter. Right. Um, I noticed the old stereotype. You're a little younger than me, but when I was a kid, the Asian stereotype was the badass, like Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan. Right. I remember there were riots in L.A. and the Koreans were on the roofs with rifles and nobody yeah. was fucking with them. They were called the rooftop Koreans. Yeah. Like, to be feared. But now, it the stereotype is, like, good at math, really yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. YouTube. So, <laughs> what, are your, what are your tips for my Asian uh, followers and listeners on uh-huh. how to be just an alpha Asian guy? Like, because looking <laughs> at you, you're fucking jacked. Like, nah, now man. Uh, uh, well, 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 it's, it's funny because uh, no, that's... I don't. I, I don't want to give an advice where people want to. Uh, what is it? Fit in the certain category, but rather, you know, um, the best advice I could tell you is that um, uh, try to incorporate more stoicism in your life. Like, for instance, when then someone call me chink or X Y Z whatever, why are you offended? You know what I mean? Maybe I'm offended because I let those words dictate who I am and how mm-hmm. I feel. So instead of doing that, just take the words as it is. Well, you know, you know uh, for instance, the, um, New Year's Eve, you know, the guy, uh, there was a, there's a crazy guy. Uh, there was some, some guy who was bump, he was dancing, he was bumping everywhere at, at my bar or restaurant. It's like, and then the, the owner, owner was like trying to calm him down. It's like, no, no, he's like, F you, you know, make your racist. Of course. <laughs> like, oh, I have, we had like, and then I hopped over and I said, like, "Hey, can I kick him out?" And I had a big smile on my face. And then, and then he was like, "He was like, no, Jay, just, just, just calm down." And I say, like, "I'll call the police and we're taking care of it." Yeah. And then the guy was calling me X Y Z. You know, he was calling me like, "Oh, you gonna fucking find me? Oh, you, oh, you, uh, you, what, you know, I'm fucking bigger than you, chink." I'm like, he's he's calling me out. You know, what I mean, and I just smile at him. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. sometimes the best thing you can do is just what uh, is just like. Not let those words dictate who, you know, whether you're being white, whether you're white, black, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you know, let, don't, do not let those words define who you are. You know what I mean? Uh, um, just, it's, but again, that takes years of practice of, mm-hmm. of, of stoicism, you know, it's being, being still with your emotions, you know what I mean? Interesting. Uh, yes, yes. And uh, as far as, you know, things go, um, some, I think that's why, uh, it, it, you know, if you, if you see my Instagram stuff like that, I love posting i i post consistently and then with quotes and everything you know i you know you know thing about me is that i was always depressed i was always like a bully growing up because i was like one of two asians in the class and then when i be when i start playing football and lifting and doing something that's not what what all other asians they thought they did you know yeah it it made me more like um, popular with, among the community, you know. I'm not saying to be popular, but you know, sometimes, uh, what is it? Does do things that's unordinary. Sometimes when when people tell you, uh, you know, you're good at math, blah blah, blah I'm, and just take it for 
just just take just take it and, and do not just do not uh, do not retaliate because that's what what they want from you. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like, let's say there's a, like my last guest. He had this issue. His parents supported him, but a lot of his his uh, family that not you know aunts uncles they would say mm-hmm. you know forget about this powerlifting jujitsu stuff. Right, just right. focus on school. Right. Right. Like, would you say at one point it's maybe a better idea not to listen to your parents? Yeah, like I did. <laughs> of course, I did MMA, and I did. This is something that not many people, not many Asians do, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the uh, um, again, you know, it's like I, I really like for, I, you know, unlike the stereotype, I really like to fight. I really like the 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 feel that I get, the adrenaline rush I get for for competing or fighting someone, and you know, technically, it it was just so much. It was like a adrenaline rush, you know what I mean? So I really mm-hmm. liked it, you know. It's like not everybody has that, you know. Sometimes, um, sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you have to. Instead of just thinking, I thought about doing it. Just, just do it. You know, and see, see how you feel, how you like it. You know, how how ironic is that that most of these martial arts originated in Asia? It and is. Now... <laughs> <laughs> it is, and uh, uh, you know, but but people do not necessarily research. You know, they just see the surface. You know, the um, they just think that all these. You know, douchebag-looking guys or the MMA guys, but in reality, some of the most nicest people in the world are the baddest fighters in the world. You know, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> look, I mean, look at Marcelo Garcia. He looked like a, um, he looked like a complete, a complete computer geek, but he's like yeah. one of the deadliest, deadliest human being in the world. You know, <laughs> even GSP. You know? I, I had the pleasure yeah. of training with him. Oh. Dude, you're lucky, man. He's my role model, man. <laughs> he, he he's just as cool in person, by the way. Yeah. So cool. Such a nice yeah. guy. Son of such a gentleman, you know? Right, right, right. So it just goes to show that the stereotypes are, are definitely not true. Yes. I mean, don't get me wrong, being a bad guy, definitely like like, you know, from what I've heard, Floyd Mayweather, he's is a gentleman. He's a definitely a coach, uh, when you meet in person. But like in the media it sells tickets when you talk shit, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and, you know, that's, people don't really, people don't care about that. They just want to see him fight to lose a lot of times, but also fight to win, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to ask you, uh, yes, so sir. we talked about your conditioning, we talked yeah. about your training. Um, so you came from Korea in 2004, you said, right? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Do you have any cool stories about back home? Because I've been on a, <laughs> I've been on a binge uh, of Korean movies. Uh... And I noticed our cultures, <laughs> we have a lot in common. Um, yeah. Yes, Iranian culture and Korean culture. Uh... Especially the gangster culture is very similar. Really? Yeah. No, yeah. no, um, no killing. Just beat them to the, to beat them until they're unconscious. Yes, and then uh, um, in, in Iran, the gangsters, the way they fight with knives. Yeah. They don't. They don't stab. They just hold the tip of the knife and they slash each other. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I found out the same thing in Korea. Yep. Yep, that's true. And then, um, you know, a lot of people sleep on beds in Iran, but people mostly prefer to sleep on mats. Mm-hmm. I I much more prefer to sleep on a mat. And, right, right, right. Um, same thing in Korea too. Yep, yep, that is true. <laughs> and one thing I love about Korean movies is that lately on Netflix, American shows, it's pretty much like watching a porno. There's way too many sex scenes. 
<laughs> and I noticed Korean movies, there's almost no sex scenes, which I love. Yeah. Watch yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your life in Korea. How old were you when you came here? Uh, I was 11 when I came to uh, America. And it was, I mean, a lot of memories are gone. But to be honest, when I was in Korea, I wasn't the, um, uh, I don't have the whole great memories as you think. You know, it's like really? uh, we grew up. Yeah, because my family and I, we grew up poor, and uh, we weren't, like, not poor, but we were just, like, not completely poor, but it was, like, we eating meat was luxury, you know wow. what I mean? It's, like, it, it, you know, it's, like, because it was so expensive to us, and um, what is my dad? My father's a mechanic, and his business wasn't going well, so he would either come home next day, if not never, <laughs> because he was drunk all the time, and my mother, she's, like, she was also working, too, but, you know, um... And I wasn't the best at school because in Korea, uh, well, the stereotype, right? The, so the thing about Korea is that you finish calculus some like in like middle school. You finish you know calculus mean? in middle school? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh a lot of them God. do. A lot of them do. So, you know, and, and after, after so, so, you know, Americans have it easy, man. Hey, Korean kids, we would clock in 7 a.m. and then stay school until 3 or oh 4. My God. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I hated it, man. I mean, we had like an hour lunch, you know, but like we, but you know, like if you're like me, a goon, <laughs> like you would quickly finish your 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 lunch. Lunch was delicious, by the way. They're real foods, by the way. <laughs> and then uh, kimchi and all that shit is awesome. No hamburgers, like, like instant food like that in American lunch. But uh -huh. you 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 eat it and then uh, so you can have fun, so you can play. That's why yeah. I did, you know, and and the thing about uh Korean culture is that it's very education heavy. Everyone's like getting a tutor, and we couldn't we couldn't afford tutoring, so everyone's getting tutor everything. I'm getting behind every subject, uh, especially, and then um, so I I you know once you stay behind school, you fall behind in like, like hard, you know, mind hard, you, yeah. everyone yeah everyone else is like getting a tutor for each subject they were getting extra studies in i wasn't i was either doing extra curricular activity or like i was in soccer you know or, or playing or playing around it's like or doing taekwondo you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. i it was just it was just so hard to um follow them academically and i felt i fell behind quickly you know wow and then i then i began to you know, pick on little kids. I became, I be, I, I myself became a bully because it was, you know, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now, I noticed, a, <clears throat> so Koreans in America, as far as, you know, at least where I live, um, very successful, usually very wealthy, most of them, all, all of them in North Jersey. So right. when I watch these Korean movies, you know, I'm thinking they're everyone's gonna be rich, everyone's gonna be <laughs> educated. No, but I know there's a like huge that. there's a huge class um wealth gap in Korea. Yes. So it's it's not it's not a, is there a lot of middle class or is it mostly very rich and very poor? Um, I mean definitely a middle class as well. Um a lot more middle class, but uh at least my family and I we were more like lower end of a middle class and okay. uh yeah, we were barely making a living, and you know what I'm saying. And um, it wasn't the, it wasn't the best. What is it? Environment, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, it was. And the streets were a lot more dirtier than you think. And mm -hmm. 
And uh, it, again, when you see Korean stuff on TV, it's, it looks clean, looks nice. But that's just, you're seeing like a 1% of it. The real really? side of Korea. Yeah, a lot of side of Korea, it's dirty. It's like, it's really, it's different. You know, people ask me, what's the first thing that you notice that's different? Smell. Because when I was in Korea, it was like, every, the moment you walk outside, the, and then you can walk to everywhere. You can walk to, uh, people were selling vegetables and fruits literally in the street. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Uh-uh. And the smell of it, you can you can feel you can feel the aroma. It's it's different compared to America. You know that's the same thing as Iran, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, when I get off the plane, you yeah just yeah exactly that exactly beautiful exactly. freaking smell, and you're like, oh yeah. my god, and your soul is like, oh my god, I'm home. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's you really feel cool. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what made your family decide to move here? Uh change everything american dream like you know we really yes we wanted to not achieve it sure but really like we wanted to change everything about ourselves you know so it's like a fresh start we thought of coming to europe everywhere but literally this is what my dad did he was like okay capital of united states washington dc okay yeah. we're gonna move to maryland we got moved to maryland <laughs> that's oh what we did God. yeah we just we just picked and choose random location we just flew here man so we <laughs> we came to, <laughs> we came to county uh well we can in Baltimore county then moved to perry hall then moved to glenwood western howard county then we moved to uh the like, around Interest and, and then yeah, yeah. I noticed when I was in Baltimore, I did see a lot of Asian Americans. Were there a lot of Asian Americans where you were from, or no? What, what do you mean? Uh, the, like I was in, in Hanover, and I went to Baltimore. I saw there was a a big Asian population. Like the towns that you lived in were. Oh there. yeah. No, 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 not necessarily. You know, because my my parents. Thing about Korean moms is that uh. They gossip. I think uh -huh. that's for any women, but but they gossip among themselves and about the other Korean women. So my mother hated that. So we wanted to avoid the Korean community as a whole. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Surprise, right? Like yeah, we 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 don't. We, that's why we hate going to churches. Ironically, I'm very religious, you know. But things like if you notice, like I don't really do a whole lot of like, oh, in the in the name of Jesus Christ, and then post that shit up. That's corny. I don't do that shit, man. Like, who am I to say that? You know, everyone has their own right to believe in their own way. You know, mm -hmm. I have my own way to to believe. You know, I don't think uh, it's. You know, I don't think going to other people telling how great God, my God is, and then telling them their God is fake. You know, it's who am I to say that, you know? So have Everyone you always been religious or? No, no, my, my religion has been shaky, but like, but, but now that, um, but a friend of mine is like, Hey, um, Jesus, you know, whatever you do, trust in the name of Lord. And now I'm getting a little corny, but like he, mm -hmm. he was saying, you know, uh, believe in Lord and, you know, uh, put your faith and love in God first and everything will fall apart. And then it slowly gotten better with it. Slowly. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's mm -hmm. slowly getting. That's Excuse beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But again, you know, nothing's, uh, you know, uh, nothing has been easy past. I mean, shit. Like, 
2018, I still remember, man. It's like, you know, the guy was beating me and also like um, the nursing school, you know, again, this guy was religious too. He was a Catholic. I think he was a Catholic maybe. You really? Know, uh, I think, but for him to be, I don't know, like uh, I, 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 clearly, you know, there was a funny video I saw. It's like, maybe you're not saying God as a superficial or spiritual thing. Maybe you're using you. Maybe you're substituting words "I" with <laughs> God. You know what I mean? God said this. God, no, I said this. I said that. You know, it's, it's almost it's almost like giving yourself a tea. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's a lot of people's cases, unfortunately. So back to your point. No, we try to avoid Korean churches, Korean community. Like, did, did so much gossip, and my mother and father, we. We just we just hated that kind of like being part of that kind of thing. You know, my dad couldn't believe some some of the most horrible human beings are going to the people that he personally <laughs> know who are going to church. You know what I mean? You know, it's like he he found it very. He's like, how can this guy who's been lying all the time goes to church every Sunday? Come on, man! <laughs> so so he hated being part of that. People are like, still go to church. I'm like, no. You become, you know, there's a thing called, you be, you become the environment. You know, I yes. don't want to be surrounded with those kind of people. No, 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 thank you. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. That that's yes. amazing, man. So, uh, this has that this has been the longest podcast I've ever done at 82 minutes, and that was really nonstop, <laughs> nonstop fun, man. I really enjoyed. Oh, it. thank you. I really, I hope that you enjoyed it. I really had, I had a great time, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a blast. Thank you so yeah. much for coming on. One no, last thank question you. for you. Yes, sir. Please, of course. When's our rematch, man? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know, man. Like, uh, whenever we get a chance to see in uh, at the match, or you know, like uh, whenever you're you're in Maryland, you know, come see my crazy idea. You know, it's like definitely like I'll introduce you to my my uh, my my professor, everybody. Welcome all the visitors and anybody that's you know high level grapplers like yourself and your fellow students. You know I've seen your posts. Like you do your your again. I know you got nothing but better. Like I'm a little scared, a little intimidated, but you know I'm gonna have so much fun next time we compete. You know I mean? <laughs> or, or just or, or or just cross training in general. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I look forward to that, man. Yeah, thank sir, you so much course. for coming on, man. Right, thank you so much, man. It means a lot, brother. <laughs> you have an amazing day. Ah, right, you too. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. There you have it, guys. I really enjoyed that episode. I hope you guys did too. Make sure to follow Jason Park. And before you do that, make sure to give me a follow at K-O-O-L-R-A-K, at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu, at Rambling with Rack. And check out my website at ImmortalsJiu-Jitsu.com. Hope you all have a wonderful day, and I'll see you guys next episode. Thank you for listening.